Lisa likes the window seat at night, the lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see, the runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's streetlights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power. Before we start today's show, guys, uh, Dale and I are very excited to tell you guys about Draft, the Draft app, and PlayDraft.com. If you want to join us and play in some of our leagues, just it's really exciting, a very fun way. Tell them about it, Dale. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much if you go on the website or if you download Draft, uh, use our promo code EATSLEEPFANTASY, and you get a $3 free entry. So basically signing up using our promo code, and you get in, you get to play for free, earn a couple bucks while you do it. It's a really cool app. Uh, last week... I went a little crazy. Uh, we drafted with a bunch of our listeners. Um, I won, let's see, I won like 30 bucks last week. No, I didn't. I won like 25. So And you bet like six. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's really fun. If you guys follow me, ESF Dale, um, I'll put you in like the rotation. And every time I do a draft, I'll invite you. And whoever, you know, the first six or the first five, how much ever, how big ever the league is, you'll get invited. Whoever, you know, gets there first gets a spot. But it's really fun. Uh, I have a pretty long list of listeners now, so it's getting pretty competitive to see how quick people can join and play me. Uh, like I said, I'll I'll tell you uh, my lineup, my probably my best lineup here. Um, let's see results here. Uh, my best lineup was let's see, I had Tyrod Taylor, David Johnson, Devonta Freeman, Antonio Brown, and Jordy Nelson. That was my best lineup. I was really proud of that, even though David Johnson went out. Um, it's basically, basically for those that don't know, it's a snake draft. It's like DFS, DFS. I said that, um, but, but you, you do a complete snake draft instead of everybody having Julio Jones that week, it's whoever picks them first and it's ran, you know, the, the draft order is randomly selected. It's really fun. It's, it's a totally different way to do it. And you get to play me and get some bragging rights. I know, I think, uh, Mello beat me in one of the leagues and he was bragging about it earlier today. Uh, who else? Hold on, hold on. Let me give a shout out to everybody else that beat me. Um, let's see. While, while you do that, uh, while you do that, honestly, the best part of fantasy football for me, and I'm not sure for you, is the draft. So yeah, yeah, yeah. what it's taking is the fun of daily fantasy sports and that, you know, one week kind of tournament play or whatever, and merging it with the drafting portion of fantasy football. And really, it's like the perfect storm application of fantasy and really making it fun something that goes so well with your season long league and something that you can just pair with it it's beautifully honestly yeah yep. it's really fun yeah so bpn 88 beat me uh plane 88 that is uh that's our buddy pat from the weekend warrior podcast uh p sizzle 127 beat me and m n x spiders team Man, you guys got to get better team names than this. Jeez. Yeah, um, seriously. <laughs> it's horrible. Why are you putting so many numbers and letters at the end? <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then and then Mello beat me, of course, in, in the league as well. But uh, it's really fun, man. Uh, oh, Papa, uh, gonna <laughs> What I am going to put on our page if, to make it a little bit easier if you want to join us, if you, if you don't want to follow at ESF Dale uh, immediately through the draft app, if you, if you want a little bit more guidance, I'm going to put on our pinned tweet uh, where where you can add your name if you want to be 
part of our draft, you know, list of listeners that want to compete with us this week. So if you just want to add your name there, it's our pinned tweet at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. I'm recording here from Birmingham, Alabama, because I am still displaced, heading back home tomorrow to uh, lovely Florida. Joining me as always tonight is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Yeah, man. Uh, Glad to finally be recording to all our listeners waiting for a podcast to be released. We have tried and tried and tried to get episodes out this week. I know it's important week one, but the good thing is we will be here for you for the rest of the season. Hurricane Irma, along with other schedule, crazy schedule stuff, um, just didn't work out for us this week. But we are here for you. We are going to give you some players. Huh? Bitch ass Irma. That's all. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bitch ass Irma. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to give you some players to target this week and for the rest of the season. Guys that we like, maybe the guys that we don't like. Um, going down position through the all the positions quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end for you. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep FF. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also listen. Uh, we have been putting out some anchor stuff. Uh, our very talented writers. Uh, gave us some awesome knowledge throughout these days that we didn't release a podcast, and they released it on Anchor. So go on that website or app and check us out there. We kind of release in-between episodes, so if you want to hear more analysis, uh, there's probably less shit talk on Anchor, but there definitely is a lot of analysis there if if you want to hear some stuff in-between podcasts. Lots of good insight, lots of just different opinions and ways to think, which is very useful in fantasy because – if you just listen to me, you might only think one way. Or if you just listen to Dale, you might only think one way. But getting those multiple opinions and kind of finding a happy median, a happy middle ground for these players is very often the most useful approach. Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, also, I wanted, uh, if you guys want a decal, I don't know if you were here for the whole fiasco with the decal stuff. It wasn't really a fa- fiasco. I'm overselling this. Uh, well, the uh, shit ton of emails that I got kind of was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Annoying. I don't know what you did, but I just kept my my phone was like, boop, boop, boop. I want a decal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people were asking for decals, and then I had to reply and say, "What's your address?" So, anyways, if you guys want a decal, just put in the subject line "decal," and uh, and you guys can have. We have tons of decals. I ordered a bunch of extra. I don't think I told Christian that. I told Armando that. Um, but if you guys want a decal, I have them for you, uh, and we appreciate you if you kind of uh you know, represent and put it on your car, on your cooler, on whatever you want. Um, so just email me, contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. In the subject line, just put decal, and then give me your address and all that stuff and your and your name. Um, and we'll send you a decal. We definitely, we definitely don't want your address for anything weird or for stalking purposes or anything like that. Right, right. Although um, – and I almost did this because somebody uh, emailed me and said, hey, uh, you know, uh, 
I don't know, I asked him for an address, and he goes, are you going to stalk me? I guess I trust you not, you know, not to come stalk me. And I had half a heart just to go on Google Maps and go to the satellite image and just zoom in on his house. <laughs> you know, but that would uh, definitely people wouldn't trust us for sure. Um, we should do that with everyone. Yeah. You anyway. know what we should do? If someone, if someone sends us their address, we should just reply with a picture of their house. <laughs> or just tweet out. Just tweet out pictures of people's houses. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, uh, again, we appreciate. And also, oh, I, I wanted to mention one more thing too. Last year, we had a chance to basically answer every single Twitter question, every single email and message. This year, uh, we're not able to do that. Um, we try. We are a little bigger than I thought we would be. <laughs> we try to answer everybody's questions, but it's just uh, – it's crazy right now, and sometimes it depends on the time of day I can get to you or Christian or Armando can, but sometimes we just get flooded with dozens at once, and there's no way we can you know return all the questions. So feel free to keep asking us questions, and we'll do everything we can. Just don't take it personal if we don't get it right back to you. Is that fair? Well, yeah. What I can say is if you want those Sunday morning questions um, right before kickoff, usually an hour before kickoff, we are answering on Periscope and on SleeperBot. Um, and, you know, I did that this Sunday where I was on Periscope for about 15 minutes and then I hopped straight on over to SleeperBot to answer all the questions on our channel. So if you if you need to get questions in in the last minute, those are usually two great ways to do it. Or you can tweet us or email us all week. Tweet us at EatSleepFF or, or email us, you know, contact at EatSleepFantasy.com. Yep, yep. All right, let's get right into the meat and potatoes, Christian. Oh, uh, there is another episode. I don't know if I'm going to release it right before or right after this podcast, but there's, I guess you can call it a loss episode. Christian and I recapped the games on Sunday, um, and the quality is eh, and that's why we didn't put it out. But we're just going to go ahead and release it anyways, and if you guys want to listen, awesome. If not, we understand. No big deal. There is a little hissing in the background. But there are some good nuggets in there if, if you want to hear just some recap from last week, from week one. Please, guys, just understand that I am doing my very best to record while on the road, not in my home, in someone else's home, right. in Alabama, without my equipment. So um, it's it's subpar quality in terms of the, in terms of the analysis anyways. You there, Christian? Yep. You didn't get any of that? He <laughs> said, uh, my, you know, as soon as he started talking about quality, it cut out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, I was just saying, uh, if you're, you know, just please, you know, subpar quality, but that's because I'm on the road here in Alabama. Right. And it's, I'm not in home. I don't have my equipment. I, I apologize for that. Uh, but you should already be used to subpar analysis. So exactly. subpar quality shouldn't affect it too much. Exactly. Um, so anyways, uh, we can get right into it, Christian. Uh, I have some questions for you. Uh, you might have some for me, but I think this is going to be a fun little talk here. Uh, we're going to just talk about some players to target. In particular, I don't want to call this a waiver wire episode. One, because it's a little late for waiver wires here on Wednesday. But also, just because um, the, these guys still might be available, or you could trade for them. And we just want to talk about, kind of give our viewpoints on some of these guys maybe you want to trade for or trade away. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, Christian, I think the number one running, uh, I'm sorry, quarterback, I don't know why I suck at saying positions. <laughs> um, I get them mixed up all the time. Anyways, quarterback, really? I think the, 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 the biggest surprise this week was Alex Smith. Uh, is, 
is his aggressiveness. Now, he was unusually aggressive last week. Is this something that you expect a trend to continue or um, or you're just kind of ignoring it and you're rolling you're rolling like usual? Uh, do I expect him to be 368 yards and four touchdowns and complete 80% of his passes? Exactly. Uh, on the road? No, I don't expect that. But can he be a top 12 to 15 quarterback this year instead of being that guy that middles around 18 to 20 like he usually does? Yeah, sure. Why not? He's a streaming guy. Play him versus matchups. He's a guy you can add if you're hurting and if out of your quarterback position. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, definitely. The reports all offseason were that he was going to be more aggressive this year. And it's kind of something you kind of laugh away, laugh away and, you know, it's Alex Smith, haha, whatever, I'm not going to add him. But if he's on your waiver still and they haven't processed, you could spend, you know, four to five percent of your waiver and, and get and lock in a quarterback if you're hurting at the quarterback position because he'll be fine. I think he will finish as a top 15 quarterback. Um, he, the weapons are there and he has every opportunity to do so with with that offense. It's just there's going to be weeks where you're going to get. 18 pass attempts and it's going to be frustrating but just if you play the matchups you should be okay yeah uh one thing that i really liked and that the other quarterback that we'll just touch on really quick deshaun watson he passed he was 12 for 23 100 yards one touchdown and interception not too bad for just getting thrown into a game that they were already horribly losing uh looks good right now for deandre hopkins he got a ton of targets from watson late in the game along with that touchdown uh, Watkins, I think Hopkins had uh, 40 yards from Watson, 55 total. So uh, it looks good for Hopkins to have Deshaun Watson in the game. I don't. Right. I, I like Alex Smith a little bit better if you're looking for another quarterback, but Deshaun Watson Great. has some has some potential here. Yep. So Deshaun Watson is not a guy that I would pick up, but it is the guy that uh, bodes well for Hopkins, like you mentioned. Right. All right. Let's get right into running backs now. Uh, I think the top, well, at least my top waiver wire pick, and I think top guy to go after so far this season is Tariq Cohen. I know he was playing against a pretty shitty um, passing defense, especially passing from the backfield. But Tariq Cohen, are you buying into this hype? So I'm buying into the hype as in he's probably going to be there your second best receiving option now and if in your if you're in a ppr league absolutely buying into cohen in a ppr league because you're talking about they had already lost one receiving weapon their top uh, option probably in cameron meredith and then now you lose kevin white uh for lord knows how long with a broken collarbone and jordan howard can't seem to catch the ball so who else is going to it's going to be kendall wright who's not proven anything in his career. And it's going to be Tariq Cohen, who came out and in the very first game, you know, was gangbusters. So I, I do like Tariq Cohen as, as probably one of the best pickup options here. Just keep in mind, and I know you and I disagree on this, Tariq Cohen is not a workhorse back. He is a pass-catching back. So he will be flex-worthy probably in PPR leagues, but I don't see him ever having that ceiling where he's going to get uh, 15 touches as a runner, even if Jordan Howard goes out. Yeah, I, I think that's where we disagree. I I think he's the most valuable handcuff. He's going to be, uh, he's going to be the guy if Jordan Howard goes out. But let's not really talk about that. I mean, that's so hypothetical. And let's hope Jordan Howard stays healthy. Uh, Tariq Cohen had twelve targets against Atlanta. I don't expect that every game. I do expect him to have explosiveness. I mean, 
Tariq Cohen had 66 rushing yards, and one of them was a 46-yard run. So uh, I expect explosive plays like that from him, especially, you know, some screen play, you know, some some screen passes to him and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, look look for those big explosive plays from him. I don't know if you're going to get that every game, but play the matchups, and he's very flex-worthy. Uh, the next guy in... I, I guess this is in, in no particular order. These are just guys I want to talk about, Christian. Kerwin Williams, we know uh, David Johnson's out for a few months. Uh, is this a Kerwin Williams show now? You know, yeah, Johnson's going to be out two to three months, right? So that's the majority of your fantasy season. And what I what I said in our – so we have a lot of discussion in our, in our little private writer chat and all that. Um, I was like, man, I'm not going to rush out to grab Kerwin Williams because I'm very sure that they're going to try to bring someone else in and that guy might end up being, you know, the top back in the backfield. But they basically went out and got uh, what's-his-face from the practice squad from New England. I can't even remember his name. That's how bad it is. Uh, Foster, right? And so immediately I'm like, yep, I take back – I knew they were going to add someone, but I didn't think it was going to be so – you know, low key. Right. And, um, now I'm, I'm, I'm immediately, you know, rescinding what I said before. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all in on Kerwin Williams. Now the offense is not a great offense anymore without David Johnson, but they rely so heavily on that running back position that whoever is the guy, even if he gets 60% of the carries I'm in. And, um, it's annoying that you are in like all of my leagues, but he's the guy that I'm adding on waivers here. Okay. Because a lot of the leagues that we play in are standard. He's the guy that I'm going after. And I'm, you know, in most of my leagues, I'll spend 15, 20% of my budget if I'm in a fab or whatever to try to get him. All right. Uh, I don't know if. Uh, you agree with me there? It, this, is, this is an opportunity over talent play. Yeah, sure. I think sure. I... Cohen is a talent over opportunity play, but now the opportunity has presented itself sure. with the Kevin White and Cameron Meredith injuries. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate your opinion and analysis. I just think that David Johnson's so special that he made that backfield something, and I don't think it's a plug-and-play. And, play. and I, I know you know that. I'm not saying that that's not what you're saying. Right, um, absolutely. But I, I don't know. I just I think he's going to be just eh, and you know, maybe a top 15 play depending on matchups. If not, he's, he's really going to be nothing. Okay. Um, uh, I, I don't. Uh, you, would, you would rather. You're, you're definitely leading Cohen. Um, one of the next guys we're going to talk about uh, here, and I'm assuming is Chris Carson. So before we get into Chris Carson, would you rather pick up this week or go after if they're still on your wire? Whatever. Would you rather have Kerwin Williams or Chris Carson? Uh, I'm going after Chris Carson. And I know it, it kind of okay, sucks. So let's, talk, I, let's talk about him. All right, cool. So Chris Carson, Eddie Lacy. <laughs> first of all, let's just talk. get rid of Eddie Lacy really quick. Eddie Lacy, I don't know who watched the game or who didn't, but if you didn't, I'll just let you know that Eddie Lacy just looked ridiculous, ridiculously slow. He had five right. carries for three right. yards. <laughs> and one of his longest yeah. carry was six yards. So <laughs> this shows you how uh, how bad it is. Chris Carson, he did have a 30-yard run. Uh, it finished with 39 yards and six carries. So that helped his carry, uh, you know, his average but I, I like Chris Carson. I think he showed explosiveness. I don't think there's anybody else. CJ Procise even carried the ball a couple times and you know wasn't very effective under three yards per carry. 
I think Chris Carson moving forward, and he had a lot of uh, pre-draft sleeper hype, and um, I think uh, I think it's warranted. I think I think he's explosive and he can do something here. Yeah, I I uh, I'm gonna agree with you here, Dale. Like I do like him. Eddie Lace is a fat. You don't think they give him another shot though? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but I mean, along with that, they're gonna split the carries with Carson. I think again. And depending on what Rawls is doing, so it, it's a mess. And I'm not starting anybody, but I, I'll take a I'll take a chance, a flyer on Chris Carson over anybody else in this backfield. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, let's talk about Buck or Javoris Buck Allen. He is not owned in very many leagues. After Danny Woodhead went down, it seems like Buck Allen is going to get the majority of the passing downs. What do you feel about Buck Allen? Do you do you have any uh, feelings towards him at all? Uh, well, Buck Allen. The thing is that Baltimore, uh, they they still gave West plenty of work. They did, and this is kind of I mentioned. This is what they do. Like if Danny Woodhead goes down, they'll put in Javoris Allen. Javoris Allen goes down, they'll find someone else. It doesn't matter. They'll sign someone off the street. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll bring in Ryan Matthews if they have to. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. like, it really doesn't matter. The Baltimore Ravens will find someone to split the running back work. And I'm surprised, that, you know, they didn't use three backs immediately because that's what they do, and it's going to be frustrating. Yeah, there's going to be value for both, but you're never going to really feel comfortable starting West or Allen. Both of their upsides are capped by the system yeah for sure west had uh west had 19 carries allen had 21 both had uh west had 80 yards allen had 71 so i mean they're they're neck and neck i don't know if they're going to split split the time half and half but i do know west is going to be owned in a lot more leagues and if you're you know if if he's available you can get him for free he's worth holding on to and checking out right now uh, according to fantasy pros, he's not he's owned in less than one percent of leagues, so definitely worth uh, stashing if you have the space. Right. You, you know who looked good this week? Uh, Marlon, Me? Marlon, no, uh, Marlon Mack. Frank Gore was a same hey, man. My just I look good. <laughs> Anyways, you heard her? Hold on, babe. Okay, never mind. She doesn't want to come here. She doesn't agree anymore. I didn't look good. Um, so Frank Gore and Marlon Mack split the workload, 10 carries apiece. Mack wasn't as efficient, but he did get a touchdown. I think they're going to continue peppering in Frank Gore, of course, just because, hey, if he can get four yards a carry, why not? But I think Marlon Mack is the future of this offense, and by future I mean by week six or seven he's going to be handling the majority of the work. Do you agree or disagree? I think this is what it's going to be all year. Okay. Just a total split backfield. Totally split backfield for the entire year. Okay. Worth uh, worth targeting I, at all? If you're desperate. Okay. I don't think he's a guy that's going to win you your league. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, I don't like Frank Gore, but they're still going to make sense. Link Frank Gore, ugh, Frank Gore, plenty enough that uh, you don't really want Marlon Mack. Right? Did we mention, or I'm sorry, did you mention? Because I know you were going for it uh, that Chris Johnson was signed by the Cardinals. 
Um, no, I didn't mention it, and it was kind of uh, an afterthought, but it was a presumed afterthought that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't. This doesn't really change anything. What we said earlier about Cromwell Williams. This news, as we're recording, is kind of breaking now that they're that he signed. So, um, right. I mean, he's he's worth keeping an eye on too. But Kerwin Williams, if you're going to pick up an Arizona backfield uh, running back, it's going to be Williams. Let's move right on to wide receivers. A couple guys, I'm really really hold on hold on. Hold on. One, there's one running back that you've just glanced over here that I think is very important to talk about on my list. Okay, and that's Alvin Kamara. Okay, why do, do you like him? Yeah, man. He uh, he led the Saints in carries, rushing yards, even though it was only 18. But I think the important number here is the snaps that he played. 31 snaps uh, with Ingram. Um, <clears throat> you know, Ingram was still there, but Peterson only had nine. Yeah. Like, that was a career low for Adrian Peterson, nine yep. snaps. Yep. So I, I think the Saints have made it pretty clear that it's the Kamara and Ingram show, and Peterson is third on that list. Yep. Uh, no, no, no interest at all. This backfield, I mean, it was split pretty much three ways in thirds. Peterson had six carries, Kamara had seven, Ingram had six. They all had about two and a half to three yards per carry. None of them scored. <laughs> I, it was a shitty game for New Orleans anyways, but uh, I'm not touching this backfield. I mean, Kamara does have some value, I guess. Like you said, he his snap count was high, but I'm good. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Kamara than Marlon Mack. Fair enough. I, I could see that. There's because there's opportunity. Kamara has probably has less immediate opportunity, but has a higher upside should things break his way. Okay. Fair enough. I wouldn't argue with that. I understand. I understand your thoughts on that. All okay. right. And then I think I, I do want to mention if you're desperate and you need just like a quick ad for this week, Chris Thompson and Shane Vereen are good options. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go into the wide receivers. Like I mentioned, there's a couple guys I really like. I'm going to list my favorites, and you just tell me which one you want to talk about. Cup, Galladay, and Paul Richardson. I think we got to start with the rookies. All right. So let's Cooper- start with Galladay. Galladay is my number one wide receiver ad. Yeah. Uh, man, it's really tough between guys. I think Gall- we disagree here. It's it's close. The only reason I'm not look, I know Galladay can handle the workload. I know he got two touchdowns, but he only had four receptions and seven targets on a day where Matthew Stafford went nuts and threw four touchdowns. Um I don't expect that every week. I do think Matt Stafford is capable of doing that again, but I wouldn't expect that high output from week to week. And Galladay, at the end of the day, he is a rookie trying to still learn the offense, trying to learn the NFL. I, I like Cup a little bit better here, but what what do you see from Galladay besides, you know, the touchdowns being there for him with Anquan Bolden out? Yep. He does. That's the thing. He slips into he He's the perfect complement to me, to Golden Tate. And uh, Arizona did something a little weird on Sunday because they had Patrick Peterson shadowing Marvin Jones instead of shadowing, um, you know, either Galladay or Tate. I know Tate's a uh, slot receiver, but Peterson tends to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and so they had Peterson on Jones, who Jones still saw a shit ton of targets anyways, uh, with Matthew Stafford throwing the ball all over the place, like you said. But I think Galladay has a legit option in an offense that's going to be 
ridiculously aggressive to, to emerge, have those similar touchdown numbers to Bolden, if not even a little bit more productive than that. Eight, nine touchdowns? I think that's very realistic on this season. You oh, know? Yeah, no, no, I do. I do. And I'm, I, l- let me clarify. I love. I really. Uh, I'm gonna. Not gonna I'm just gonna stop saying love. I really like Galladay here. I just like Cup a little bit better. That's all. Um, Galladay is a great option. I have no problem listing Cup, Galladay, Galladay, Cup, whatever way you want to put it. I just prefer Cup. That's all. Now um, the reason why I'd rather have Galladay is I just think Detroit's offense is going to pass the ball nearly 700 times this year. They can't run the ball. They're going to pass the ball. 600 is the old, like, extreme number. Right. They're going to go over 650 this year. I think they will be closer to 700 than 600 pass attempts. And so the person that is probably going to be the biggest beneficiary of that, I previously thought would be Eric Ebron. But week one made it very clear to me that it's going to be Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So whatever, whatever I argued for in terms of Ebron before the season, just give it to Kenny Galladay. <laughs> just <laughs> control F and replace uh, Ebron with Holiday. Galladay. <laughs> yeah, just search for all references to Ebron <laughs> and just <laughs> change it 